Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Jose Daniel Frexis on the line, and he's the co-founder over at Exilium. Jose, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So, J.D., I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Exilium and how you're helping your clients. Um, but before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. Uh, so how did you get started as an entrepreneur in business? Um, my background in business is primarily in the film and television business. Um, I went to the University of Miami Film School, and uh, while I was uh, in film school, I did a lot of internships, and that led to my first job in the business as a production assistant, and then eventually a producer's assistant. So, I, you know, a lot of big movies that shot in Miami at the time, Transporter 2, a show called Dexter. Um, so, yeah, while I was learning the craft and you know, financing and producing my own short films, building my own kind of company, you know, line of projects. I was working on these bigger sets and learning from way more experienced people than me. And that's how I learned the whole business and how I got into it at first. Man, that's awesome. And I, I, what I love about your your story is that you really went through a legit you know, we used to call this an apprenticeship, right? Like, you, I think a lot of people nowadays think when they graduate or they have a degree or they, you know, they are, or maybe even they're just starting their business, like they have to have everything figured out where once upon a time it was understood uh, that you have to go through an apprenticeship, which is essentially what you did, learning from people that are more, um, that are more um, seasoned than you and that have more experience in that business. Um, so there's some younger entrepreneurs that are that are listening right now. Maybe they're starting their first business, or maybe they're on their second business, and you know they're, they're, the first one didn't go so well. Can you just elaborate and just talk a little bit more about how important that apprenticeship phase was to you and to what you do now? I think it was extremely important, and you know I, I don't know about other businesses, but particularly mine. You know, just going to film school and learning how to make films or write screenplays. Um, that's really just part of it. Uh, th there really is not much, at least where I went to school and from what I know, a lot of business, film and TV business courses in film school. It's a lot of like the craft and how to do it, how to make films, but to really learn the business and how it functions in the universe, you really have to be an apprentice at some point. And, you know, the quote-unquote Hollywood entertainment business certainly makes it known that nobody can really rise up these ranks without starting at the bottom. It's a very, like, particular business that everyone needs to start. You know, if you're working in an agency, you start in the mailroom. If you are working on production, you know, on, on set, you are the person that gets the coffee and the lunches. You're an intern. So uh, doing all that certainly taught me the business in a, in a real-world way. And, and quite frankly serving coffee and getting lunch for these bigger producers, I was able to listen to them on the phone and, and, and listen to them in meetings and kind of see how they approached, you know, whatever it was they were dealing with and, and what were the logical 
decision-making steps and how, how things happen. So I I could speak all the entire podcast about apprenticeship <laughs> and how important it is, but, you know. That's awesome. And one thing, no, that's awesome. And one thing I'll throw in there just for your knowledge is that it's no different in other businesses. I've talked to people in every different, really almost every industry at this point in terms of interviewing and doing other things. And the people that have succeeded long term, every business, I don't care what you're doing, has some form of way that you can learn from those that have been successful before you. Um, so just to, just to throw that out there. Um, but let's switch it up, JD. I want to get more into what you're doing over at Exilium. So first, tell me a little bit more about the company please uh, we are a film and television um, development and production company uh, so and, and not just film and TV really any media um, we we're starting to get a lot further into commercial as well and when I say commercial I mean projects for brands whether it be a branded piece or a, docu- or a commercial or a documentary um, so we kind of do it all but we specialize in film and TV, and when I say development and production, um, you know, the two different things. Development is, is very much the early phases of any project, which is finding a book, um, commissioning a screenplay, um, a, a play, a Broadway play. I'm just, more than anything, finding the intellectual property, the IP that you are going to base a project off. Many times it's an original idea. A filmmaker can come to you and say, oh, I, I wrote this screenplay, and it's not based on anything. I just came off the top of the head. So in development, you're basically developing material, which you are going to try to get financing for to then go into production. So uh, at Exilium, we do both. We, we, we do a lot of work in development. And once these projects are ready and either financed independently or financed by a studio or then we go and, and physically make the project and produce it ourselves. Um, so, so that's primarily what we do, like technically speaking, for anyone that doesn't really know the process. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's no, that's awesome. And so, what are some of the uh, what are some of the challenges that you find? Um, and I know there's many, and this is an open-ended question. And what kind of challenges do you find that when the creatives come to you with maybe a project like a script or something else that they want to create into uh, whatever medium it is, whether it's going you know, over the top or OT, um, OTT or if it's going through a traditional um, uh, production company or for screen, for film? I mean, there's so many different ways. Do they take it right to the market? What are, you, what are some of the challenges in making that decision? Because I think right now, like the industry that you're in, it's just so it, things are moving so fast. So it's just so fascinating to me on, on how many different ways a story can be tell, told and how many different screens it can now be told on. So what are the challenges to making that decision on which way to distribute your content? Um, it's a good question. I, I think every project has its own kind of set of challenges and, and ease. It's really on a project for project basis and. And it really comes down to the IP, to, you know, what is it? If it's one book, is this a movie or, or can we base a whole series on this book? How, like, what, what is the best medium to tell this story? Like, whatever it is. And then once you kind of make that, – that is kind of like a business slash artistic question, more artistic, mm-hmm. more how, you know, and also the filmmaker and the producers and what is the vision, mm-hmm. how – how long do we think this needs to properly have the story told in a meaningful way? And then once you answer that question, 
And the next question is, okay, well, what is the market for something like this? You know, how, what is the ease of, or, or, or what is the interest in the community we think something like this would have? So those factors have to be weighed against, you know, what it's about. Is it a period piece? Mm-hmm. Is it a modern piece? Does it, is it a younger demo of, of, of characters that are the main characters? What's, the, what's it actually about? Is it a female in the front? Is it a male in the front? Like, all these factors will kind of inform you as to what is the best route to take, who to take it to, how to approach. It, it's, it's basically project for project. That's awesome. Um, so, uh, J.D., if somebody wants to learn more about Exilium or to see some of your previous work, um, what's the best route for them to do that? Um, you know, we have a website which doesn't offer much information <laughs> just because our, in our business uh, it, it's, uh, it, it's very much a, not an arms race, but, but it's, you don't really want to tell people what you're working on until <laughs> it's, it's been reported in the news and it's already broken. So there's not much on the website, but anyhow, our bios are there. It's Exilium Media, E-X-I-L-I-U-M-M-E-D-I-A.com. But more than anything, you can Google my name, Jose Daniel Freixas, Exilium, and there's a lot of articles out there about projects that we've you know recently announced and set up. So Googling my name is probably the best way to learn about some of the projects we're working. And then there is a contact link on the website if someone wants to reach out. Fantastic. Um, well, JD, hey, really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing more about your background and also um, the great work you're doing over at Exilium. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to uh, support our podcasters. And uh, JD, thanks again for coming on the show. <music>